Uh, good evening. God is good. Amen. He really is. Uh, man, amazing. it's amazing. Today uh, uh, in Florida, it snowed. I mean, th- think about the people with me for just a moment that are driving down I-75 that cross from Georgia into Florida, and they see the sign that says, Welcome to Florida, the Sunshine State. I mean, come on. I mean, really? I mean, here's the snow coming down and you're crossing in. I hope that I get to see a picture of that somewhere, maybe on social media. Maybe someone will post it. But, man, just to to get a glimpse of the Sunshine State on this day and to see snow coming down, uh, here it is. If you're praying for snow, uh, please, please stop. You know, cold weather, we're, we're, we're good. We're right here. Man, it's so good to be in the presence of God once again on a Wednesday night. Uh, You can see on the screen behind me, the title of the message tonight is Just Be Still. The passage of Scripture uh, is uh, Psalm 46, verse 10. Uh, Be still and know that I am God. Father, I pray now, Lord, that you would speak to us. Uh, God, let us have just a few moments to be challenged. Uh, God, to continue to develop our faith. Uh, Through this passage, God, let us grow closer to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, Sunday uh, Sunday morning, uh, Kelly and I, of course, uh, are here worshiping with you guys. Our family is here. Uh, And then, of course, on on most Sundays, uh, we'll make our way home. And uh, uh, Kelly um, most often has lunch prepared for us when we walk into into the house. Uh, There's really two primary meals that we uh, we normally have on a Sunday uh, afternoon, uh, and she's Italian, so there's a chance that uh, in, the, in the oven, in the uh, Dutch oven cooking, uh, is uh, just uh, um, some sauce, uh, gravy with uh, maybe Italian sausage or, uh, or meatballs in there, and then we throw the noodles on. That's, that's one meal that we enjoy. But my favorite meal that uh, she will prepare on Sunday, and there's nothing better than when you walk in the back door, uh, the, just the, the aroma uh, just smacks you in the face of uh, just a wonderful roast. I mean, just a roast. How many of you would agree with me? You know what I'm talking about when that roast begins to just marinate and cook and, and all of the new potatoes and the carrots and the mushrooms and the onions and, and all, of, all of that goodness that is taking place uh, and it just smacks you right in the face and then you put a, a few uh, yeast rolls in the oven and then uh, to top it off, you've got an ice-cold uh, glass of uh, sweet tea there. And then how many of you know you got to always have a dessert? Maybe there's some cobbler or some ice cream. That's, that's, that's Sunday afternoon in the Blackburn household. And I'm not going to give you my address because I want it to be all mine. But at some point, some point, once we uh, have taken care of the dishes, cleaned up in the kitchen somewhat, uh, Kelly, Kelly will kind of make her way and she will kind of make an announcement uh, that she's going to do what? She's going to go and take a Sunday afternoon nap. How many of you appreciate just a wonderful Sunday afternoon nap? There's nothing like it. It may be 20 minutes. It may be 30 minutes. You may be able to just rock on and be in there for an hour or more. But a Sunday afternoon, and she makes that announcement that I'm, I'm going to take a Sunday afternoon nap. And, of course, when uh, the kids were a lot smaller, younger, when they were two, three, four, uh, they knew that it was time to lay down. And how many of you can uh, kind of uh, identify with the challenge that is there to get a two-year-old 
three-year-old or a three-year-old or a four-year-old to come and lay down because it's, it's nap time. And without fail, there's, there's always some wiggling that goes on, some movement. There's unrest in the bed. And at some point, Kelly, in a very lovingly but firm way, will turn to whoever it was that was causing the commotion and say, just, it's time to be still. It's time to settle down. It's time to be still. We're, we're trying to rest. And she would communicate that. And, of course, uh, they would just stiffen up in the bed and they would do their best to try to settle down. And just, just be silent. Be still. It's time, time to nap. But we're three days into this new year. And I can tell you that uh, some of you have already set your goals. You've, you've, you're saying, man, I want to be more organized. I've seen different ones and resolutions. I want to I hunt more. I saw that one. I want to fish more. Uh, some of you may say, man, I want to I hit my goals early in the year. I want to make more sales. What do you think about this idea for the life of a believer that if we made a commitment to, to 2018 and to say, God, I just... I simply want to be still. I, I want to be silent. I want to spend more time in your presence. I, I just want to be still. All of the distractions, all of the worry, all of the strategy, all of the organizing that takes place, God, that let me be more focused in the coming year. Let me, let me just be still. Why, why is that important? Why would we set that on our list and say, man, there's a lot of things that I need to, to do as an employee, as an employer. There, there are things that I need to accomplish, but I believe it's in, in that moment when we say, God, I'm just going to be still that we're able to hear the voice of God. I think that's when it transpires, when it takes place, when we say, I just want to be still so that we can hear from God. Our kids are now, of course, uh, growing up. Some have grown, Taylor and, and uh, of course, Brock, our son-in-law, and Grant are all in their early to mid-20s. And um, it's, it's interesting to walk with them now in their um, young adulthood and to be able to see them process through life and the challenges uh, uh, that they face or things that they may come up against and those moments that they allow us to kind of get a glimpse and they now come to mom and dad and it's okay, it's okay to come back to mom and dad and say, well, what do you think about this? And, and one thing that we try to do is, as parents, uh, we ask the question, well, have you, have you prayed about it? What, what, is God, what is God telling you to do in this circumstance? In this situation, in this season of your life, what is God saying? I think it's something that we can embrace as followers of Christ in 2018 to say, yes, I desire to be still in the presence of, the God, in, in, in the presence of God for the purpose of hearing from my Father. Perhaps if we implement the practice of resting in the presence of God on a regular basis, we would find ourselves at more peace we would see that the stress levels begin to come down. We would see that the worry begins to dissipate. We would even possibly see that there are moments, there are, there are things that we used to panic over, 
But that no longer happens to the degree that it once did because we're finding ourselves more in the presence of God. We're beginning to hear the voice of God and understanding that he is speaking to us. And when he speaks to us, we settle down and we rest and say, there's nothing for me to worry about. There's nothing for me to panic about. How many of you know that that is a journey, that is a process, that it doesn't happen just overnight? As, as a matter of fact, uh, this, past, uh, this past weekend on uh, Sunday, um, I was on the, um, uh, on the pool deck on the, the couch uh, that we have there and uh, just trying to begin to get my thoughts and to focus in on the message for tonight. Uh, some of you uh, are aware that Kelly, uh, one of the Christmas gifts that she gave to me this year uh, was um, one of, uh, one of the, uh, uh, man, I think um, known as one of the best hunting dogs there is known to mankind. It's a it's a toy poodle. It's, you can get about five five pounds maxed out, but gave gave us gave me a poodle, a black poodle, and he's been just a wonderful wonderful uh, pet for our, our home so far. And so I'm I'm out on the the couch and and there there are moments I got to tell you I'm I'm calling our vet and because I just don't understand the behavior. And, and uh, there are just moments of energy, this burst of energy that all of a sudden where the dog could be sleeping or laying down and all of a sudden he's running in circles in the living room or he's dodging back and forth on the couch and coming and running up our shoulder. And I'm sitting there on a Sunday afternoon focused in on what I'm reading, trying to prepare for uh, my message tonight. And Charlie is his name, and he's, he's wanting playtime. It's back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's time. No, it's not. And no, no, no. Next thing I know, he rears back and takes off running, hits the pillow, jumps over my shoulder, lands over the back of the couch, and hits the concrete. That's what I said. And I look back over my shoulder, and I'm like thinking, well, surely he's just going to bounce up and come around. Well, that just didn't happen. I look over my shoulder, and there is this little 2.5-ounce puppy laying there, uh, lifeless, and just his, his, his back leg just barely just twitching, and eyes are, are closing. And, uh, and I begin to panic, and I begin to say, oh, my goodness. I'm here preparing for my message, and now I'm having to deal with this and not sure, not sure what to do. At 911, I don't know that they take those kinds of calls, but I, I pick, pick Charlie up, and he's just resting in my hands, and, and I make my way in, knowing Kelly's taking her Sunday afternoon nap. <laughs> and I said, Kelly, Kelly. Charlie, something is wrong with Charlie. We've got to do something now. She comes, of course, flying out of the bed, and we begin to have our back and forth, and we run into Chloe's room, and Chloe and Charlie have just bonded so well, uh, just very quickly. We all have in the family, and we're trying to figure out what's going on, and I'm trying to pass him off to Kelly, and Kelly's, no, 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 I can't hold him. No, 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 I can't hold him. I said, but I've got to call the vet. I've got to call Donna and find out what we do. And, of course, Chloe ends up taking Charlie. I'm dialing the number, and I'm on the phone. I kid you not, no more than 90 seconds I'm on the phone with Donna, and she tells me exactly what to do. Get to the emergency hospital on, on Bartow Highway South. I'll meet you there. I'll be there. Go, go now. Okay, all right, 
I'm on my way, Donna, on my way, and I look out the window, and there's Kelly and Chloe and Charlie already in the car, and they've left me at home. And I'm thinking, well, where, where, where are they going? They, I haven't had a chance to tell them at all what to do or where to go. And they're already down the road. I change my clothes real quick, jump in my car, and I begin to call them. And here, here's, here's the news. Kelly doesn't have her phone. Chloe doesn't have her phone. And I'm writing, and I begin to tell myself, well, maybe she overheard the conversation. She's already on the way to the hospital. I'll meet her at the hospital. Fifteen minutes later, I'm in the parking lot at the hospital. Kelly's car is nowhere to be found. I make my way into the emergency waiting room, and I'm standing there, and I, and I walk in, and I'm standing there and standing there calling and calling and calling. No one's answering. And so I finally said, well, maybe she's at Don Donna's office. We'll just go over to Donna's office. Left my name and number. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I cannot believe this, man. We're getting into 45 minutes now that we've been separated. I don't know where she's at. I don't know the condition of Charlie. And there's just that moment that I'm driving, trying to make my way over to try to find my wife. And the thought comes across my mind, says, well, have you prayed? And I'm like, Lord, I am not praying for this situation, for this dog, that is just ludicrous. I am not going to pray. The next thought comes. And in that very moment, as I'm driving, it hits me. Well, I created the heavens and the earth. And I think my word says that I created every living creature that is in the water. And I think I created every living creature on the land. And somewhere in there it says that God says that it is good. Now tell me in your own mind and in your own thinking, what is it about my creation that embarrasses you so much that you can't pray? And I grab the wheel and I begin to pray, God... Help, Charlie, I don't know. There's nobody else in the car with me, so I'm praying, Lord. God, just help Charlie wherever he's at. Be with Kelly. Lord, watch over them. And then I did the next best thing. I called my pastor, and I said, Dad, if I'm praying, you're praying too. We're going to pray for Charlie. How many of you know that it's okay? It's okay. And when we stop to be in the presence of God, there is an awareness of God's peace. When we are in the, in, in the stillness and in the presence of God, we can learn to hear the voice of God, even in the moments that we think are most insignificant. We often pray with no hindrance, no embarrassment. We pray for people of position God, I pray that you will just speak to our leadership. Give them the wisdom. God, we pray, Lord, for our pastor. Lord, we pray for our missionaries. Speak to them, Lord. And a follow-up to that prayer, and in 2018, let it be said of us that, yes, we, we pray for God to speak, but God, also give us the ears to hear. God, let our pastor hear from you. 
God, let our missionaries who are on the front lines doing kingdom work hear from you. God, let our leadership, those that are uh, in positions of high authority, God, let them hear from you. And here's what I can tell you, that God desires to speak to you tonight. God desires to have a conversation with you, and he desires to hear from you. And as we're still in the presence of God, we can have an awareness of God's voice and know that he is around us, he is among us. And to be able to call a timeout in our life and say, man, God, let me just rest in your presence. Lord, let me wait upon you. Let me hear the word of God. And God, I know that the word of God is, is simply him looking to respond and to have a conversation with us. God, having awareness of God and his voice allows us to be guided. Awareness allows us to have an unending conversation with our Lord. There are numerous examples of God engaging in daily conversation. Uh, we can look in the Old Testament, and even in their most embarrassing hour, in their moment of sin, God has a conversation with Adam and Eve as they're in, in the garden. In Genesis chapter 5, it speaks of Enoch's walks with God. It also tells us in the New Testament that in the final hours, the final day of, of Christ, our Savior, whenever he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, there's a conversation that is going back and forth. And I can tell you that that same God that had the conversation with Adam and Eve and with his son, he desires to have that same conversation and that he's listening and that he hears the voice of his children. God is all around us and we must be still so that we can hear his voice. The second word in that, that passage that we're looking at, it says, man, be still and know. We can have an assurance that God hears us. What do we know? How do we know? How many of you know that as you begin to progress in life and, and you have a little life under your belt, you realize just how much you don't know? You begin to say, you know what, I try to do my best to figure out all of my calculations, and then as soon as I think I've got everything figured out, there's a curveball, and all of a sudden the floor drops out underneath me, and I realize just how little I do know. I can tell you that even within our own economy, the, the stock market is, is ablaze. It's on fire. But I can tell you from history, at some point, there will be a correction. When will that happen? I, I, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. Hurricane Irma impacted the state of Florida. Even the, the wisest and the most schooled individuals that study weather, weather patterns, and all of the spaghetti models, and whether it will come up the left side of Florida, the right side of Florida, the middle of Florida, how many of you can agree with me tonight? No one really knew where Hurricane Irma was going to go. But here's what I can tell you tonight. And what I do know, and that is that the Lord abides within me. The Lord abides within us. That at the very moment of our conversion, at the very moment that we ask Jesus Christ to come into our heart, at that moment, God's presence, God's spirit entered into us, and he dwells with us daily. Jesus gave an assurance to his disciples that although he was leaving, that he would continue to reveal himself to those who loved him. In John chapter 14, 
It says, if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you for how long? Forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. I, because I live, you also will live. And we know that God enters us and he dwells within us forever and ever. And I can tell you tonight that the spirit who lives in us is not silent. He is there at all times and he is working in our midst even when we think that he is absent, that he is gone. And we're facing this year and we can know that, man, without a doubt that God resides within us and that God is interested in every person. Just as, as the sheep knows his flock, just as a parent knows his child, our God in heaven knows every person that's in this room that professes him as their Lord and Savior because he dwells within us. Amen? So we can walk with great assurance tonight and know that God is with us. The psalmist writes, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack for anything. I shall lack nothing. God is, God is in complete control, and he knows exactly what we need and when we need it. And in 2018, we can take on that, that, additional, that additional idea of saying, man, I want to be silent in the presence of God because I want to hear from God. Thirdly, be still and know that I am God. The, the passage of the scripture says, I am God, represents the, the authority in, in our lives. A common narrative within our culture sees God as just, just as a person of authority. A person that always is, is really kind of looking and saying what not to do and that judgment and punishment will come to you. How many of you know that our God may bring judgment, that our God does bring correction, but our God is a God of love. Millions of Americans in just a few days um, will turn the TV on, and uh, the State of the Union address will happen, and there will be millions of people, not only in our country that will be watching, but other nations around the world will be watching, and um, on that evening, there will just be other individuals of, of great authority that begin to enter into that chamber. Uh, you'll have uh, members of the Senate, members of the Congress, uh, the Supreme Court justices, chief, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, members of the Cabinet, family members, friends. And then my, my favorite part, the one thing that I really enjoy about the State of the Union, whether uh, the president is a Democrat or the president is a Republican or whatever their political party is, I always, I always take the time to stand there and watch the sergeant at arms as he enters into the chamber and the speaker of the house will take the, the gavel and wrap the podium, bringing the house to order, and the sergeant at arms will step forward and with a great introduction, We'll, we'll make the introduction, Mr. Speaker, 
the president of the United States. That moment just gets me every time. I love, I love all of the pageantry, everything that goes with it, but he steps forward and with his, with his shoulders back, he says, Mr. Speaker, the president of the United States. And in, in those eight words that are spoken, every person of authority is on their feet and paying honor and respect, not just to the individual, but to the office of the President of the United States of America. Our passage tonight, the similarity that is there is the fact that it's eight words. Eight words, be still and know that I am God. There, there is an authority that is in our presence. There is an authority that is in the house. There is an authority that is ruling in our lives. And it's God Almighty. I, I can tell you that whoever the president is, there's, there's no opportunity for Tim Blackburn to have any meaningful personal conversation with this individual, with this, this person of great authority, great esteem, great position, I'll, I'll never be able to text and say, man, President Trump, what a great job in your delivery and speech. And he would respond back and say, yes, it was. It was absolutely probably the best speech ever given by any president in the United States. I may get a tweet, but no text, no email. But be still and know that I am God. And as I take the time out in 2018, I can say there is one, the great creator, the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega, that at any minute, at any hour of any day, I can call on him and he hears the voice of his child. That's the privilege, that is the joy that we find of being in the family of God that at any moment in 2018 and all of the hustle and bustle that goes with it and we say, God, let me be, let me be focused on accomplishing great things for you. All of those things are important, but Lord, let me also be focused on this year to, to be silent, to be still in your presence and to know that you are with me, that you are for me, that you are not against me. That's the God that we serve, the authority, all of the power, the highest authority in heaven and on earth. And he desires to have a conversation with you. And I have the opportunity to be as close to him as I desire. Often Christianity is described as individuals who got religion, something that transpired, something that happened that resulted in that person getting religion. But we all know in the house tonight that it's more than just religion. It is a personal experience. It is a personal relationship that we have the opportunity because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us to be able to enter into a relationship, a loving relationship with a great God, with a good God, and that we can converse with him at any moment through any day. Who is God? Who is God in this personal relationship? He is my fortress and he is my deliverer, he is my refuge, and he is my strength. And this is a conversation 
that we have the opportunity to have every day. Kelly and I will celebrate 26 years of marriage in March. 26 years of marriage. How many of you know that I would be in a lot of trouble if I just circled that day, March um, March 6th, right? Got that. March 6th. So that's the day, man. That's, that's the only day that I'm going to really show love and kindness and to honor my wife. How many of you know I would just be in a lot of trouble? How many of you know that it would, I would be in a lot of trouble if I just took the position and say, man, I'm just going to do it probably quarterly. I'm going to put it on my calendar and the things to do list, and it'll pop up somewhere throughout that quarter. How many of you know that it's important uh, for 26, of, it's 26 years of marriage that, that, that I express my love to her daily? Some days are just better than others, but yet I express my love to her daily. That's the, that's the relationship that we, we can have as followers of Christ to say whatever it is that I'm facing this day, good or bad, God, let me, let me be reminded to take time to just be still in your presence, whether that's in the morning or in the midday or in, in the evening. At some point, God, let me, let me just sit down and be at rest in your presence and enjoy all of the goodness that comes from that relationship with our heavenly Father. What does his voice represent in our life? His voice in our lives should represent a guiding force of authority and wisdom who desires to help us grow and develop. I love the passage, one of my favorite passages in the Bible in the New Testament in James chapter 1. It says that if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives what? Who gives generously? That's the God that I'm talking about tonight. That's what can happen even in our most difficult hour. We had that opportunity to call on the name of God and, and know that he is all authority, that he is all wisdom. God is more than just being the boss. He wants to speak to us. He wants to hear from us. He wants to have a conversation with us. And it's all because he loved us. Out of his great love, he sent his son to us. And because of that, because of that sacrifice, the price that was paid today in 2018, I have the joy of just resting and being still in the presence of God so that I can hear the voice of God. An assurance that is given to me to know that my God has never forgotten me. That I'm not walking through another year alone, but God is very close and very near. And in 2018, my desire is to be, to be still. Just be still so that I can hear from the Father. Amen? Father, we thank you for tonight. Uh, thank you for a chance to come into your house. Lord, we've had uh, just the joy of being led in worship tonight and to exalt you 
exalt you here in this room, knowing that your name is being lifted high among the nations around this world. On this night, people are calling you, Great Jehovah, Mighty God. And Lord, we have that joy as Americans in this great country. In the year that you are giving to us, Lord, even this hour, to be able to say, you know what, I'm calling three days in and I'm, I'm calling a break. I'm calling a timeout because I, I didn't necessarily start today off in your presence. God, I haven't, God, if I'm examining everything within me, I haven't taken the time today just to reflect on your goodness. God, let me do that today. Lord, and then tomorrow, as you give me tomorrow, Lord, I pray, God, that there will be that opportunity that I I just rest in your presence, God, that I, I find myself just being still so that I can hear from you. We're three days into the, the new year, 2018, and I can tell you just by being on staff here at the church, um, there are some worlds that have already been turned upside down three days into a new year and the conversations the prayers looking at a new year leaving 2017 and not really expecting to have to face what they're already facing three days into a new year that may be you in the room tonight and to say man God, I know that there will be dark days that are coming, that there will be tragedy and tragic moments. But I pray that I would do what your word calls us to do, and that's to be still and know that I am God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's your prayer and saying, man, Tim, I'm three days in already to a new year, and I need to hear from God tonight. I did not know I would be here, but tonight I need to hear the voice of God. If that's you, raise your hand real quick in the room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. As we enter into just a moment of worship, If that's your prayer and say, man, God, I need to hear from you tonight. We have altar workers here down front who are ready to come into agreement with you. You say, man, Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, but man, I, I know that I want to I I develop that practice of just being still in the presence of God. And I'm going to commit to that this year, 2018, like, I've ne I, like I never have before. I know that that's my desire, that's my commitment is to spend precious time with my Father. So as Pastor Dave gets ready to lead us in worship, let's stand to our feet with our hands lifted high, exalting God. And if that's you in the room tonight, saying, I need to hear from the Father tonight, let's take just a few moments, come forward, and let's come into agreement with one another.
Well, I can tell you that God cares about us, amen? He loves us, and he desires a very, very, very close relationship with us in the coming year. There's an action that will have to happen on our part that we have to be intentional and say, God, let me just be still in your presence. And it's in those moments that we're able to hear his voice, amen? God is good, amen? Charlie's good. Charlie's good. He's bouncing around, running in circles once again, doing the crazy things that little puppies do. So all good, full recovery. Amen. It was the power of prayer from his pastor. Amen. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, be with us now. Watch over us. Guide us. I pray, Lord, the good people that are in this room. I pray, Father, that you would equip them to now go back out into our community, into our neighborhoods, and to be a great example representing you, followers of Christ. I pray, Lord, that you will give us the the ears to hear your voice this coming year. But it starts, God, with all of us being, being still in your presence. Be with us now as we depart, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.